Spelt Lore is only made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. If you would like to donate, please go to speltlore.com slash money, please, or patreon.com slash speltlore. Uh, and if you go there, you'll get a bunch of bonus content, too, which is nice. It's good bonus content. I work really fucking hard on it. <laughs> Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed. Their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Vigor's half-elf, he shifts his shape and wields his spear with great pride. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Welcome to Spout Lore, everybody. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Ving, the half-elf druid, Paul Oppers. Hey! Playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdulaziz. Hello. Playing Fat Billy, the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Hello. When last we left our heroes, they had been spending an extended stay at the Margani Library, getting up to a variety of hijinks, such as illegal betting, <laughs> uh, eating, and another thing. <laughs> 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 Billy had been helping Perel study the Dark Guard and also potential methods for regaining his magic, which remains Perel's primary motivation. You know, he's getting used to not having it, but he is still not psyched about the whole situation. So he's trying his best. And Ving had been learning some martial arts techniques from the speakers of the Silent Word. Also, he has a crush on one of those martial artists. Oh, this is being newly introduced? Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which uh, one? Quinnell. All right. Nice. So let me just go ahead and find somewhere to write that down. Quinnell. And uh, in between training sessions, had become engrossed in a series of pulp novels called Bringers of the Black Flame by Crosby Dean Haber. And uh, in reading these books, found a similarity between a ritual described in this pulp novel with the ritual that Ving undertook to give up his shape-shifting ability for a greater connection to the elemental planes of existence. And through a combination of Ving's leisure reading and Perel and Billy's research, Perel was able to determine that a location referenced in the story, Sand Eater Canyon, uh, is a real place that may or may not, he believes, have some sort of entrance to an ancient giant ruin, which itself is home, potentially, according to the stories, to a church of a primordial religion that may have a connection to the Dark Guard. Cool. And Perel begged, pleaded, absolutely demanded that you join him in an adventure to these ruins. <laughs> and that is where we find ourselves now. How is everybody prepared for this? How is everybody feeling about it? Uh... Billy is fine with it now. He's made peace with it. Um, <laughs> he's made peace with yeah. it. <laughs> so he's gotten all of his, like, I don't know, his clothes and bags and stuff. And he's stashed away as many bottles of water as he can fit. Um, so he's really jingly, making a lot of jingly <laughs> sounds. Is he bringing, like, sunscreen or, like, big hats or something? Definitely sunscreen. Um, the Like, a, a nice librarian gave him some. Mm-hmm. SPF 100. <laughs> it's just paint. It's yeah. just a paste. Billy, you should pick a different color. This is problematic for a few reasons. They only had one kind. <laughs> what? Does it not look good? It's just... Does it clash with my hair? It's a little too brown. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> At least put it everywhere. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Billy pretty... takes the sunscreen out of his back. I can't, I, I can't take it with me. It doesn't suit me. <laughs> and other reasons. <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with as a child. Yeah. Uh, how's Tuck feeling? Oh, about this? Mm -hmm. Pretty stoked that he doesn't have to be in the library anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. Tuck, Tuck mostly convinced uh, Ving and Billy to agree because he's bored. Yes. Mm -hmm. He is uh, so amped to get out. 
<laughs> and the preparation that he did, that would have been a good idea, I think. To do it? Yeah. <laughs> to prepare? Yeah. <laughs> so he's basically just showing up with his axe and his backpack, like, let's go. Yeah, his little backpack and his axe. <laughs> How about Ving? Uh, he's fashioned a hydration pack. It's like oh. a skin sack that he wears on his back, the tube to his mouth. A little camel back mm-hmm. made out of a camel's back. <laughs> he just has a, a centaur a hydration pack. He just has a camel hump on his back full of water. And he wants a sip. Come to old Deving. God, Billy's so jealous. Here I am with all my jars. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, brought a bunch of saffron and borrowed a bunch of sunstone on the promise of bringing it back because it's so valuable. Mm-hmm but uh, to use as a flashlight in case we do find some cavey things that we need to get into. Mm. Cool. Oh, yeah. I have a light crystal, too. Cool. Billy just is um, banking on his confidence that he can definitely see in the dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is not what I expected you to say. I thought you meant the, uh, the fact that he can create light whenever he chooses to, but he's banking on his confidence that he'll yeah. be able to see in the dark. <laughs> having some self-talk. Some self-talk. Great. Pepping himself up. Can we have a Billy pep talk? Sure. Yeah, we cut to Billy in his room uh, just before he goes to meet everybody. He's like, you can do it, Billy. You you see fine. You've never needed glasses, probably. You can see so far, definitely. And your skin, uh, it's resilient, I think, in the sun. Red goes good with orange. Um, <laughs> you're always cute. Don't worry about it. We should go, I say to myself. Okay, bye, mirror. It was nice to have you. And then a little fairy in the yeah. mirror goes, later, Billy. Bye. Uh, perfect. Okay, so we find the group, including Perel, who has gathered in... The only way I can think to describe it is the library's like, motor pool. Yeah. Where all their sand boats are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which one are we going to take? Do they have names? Yeah, probably. Okay. This one is called Denouement. <laughs> oh, cool. And uh, it is sturdy. Like all McCollin sand boats, it's like a little hut, low roofed. It's going to be tough, you think, for Tuck to fit in there comfortably. <laughs> he might have to lay down. <laughs> and Tuck is like, this one seems really small for me and how big I'm in a bulk phase now. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been trying to bulk up to get taller. <laughs> to get taller. <laughs> He's bulking up. <laughs> and Perel is standing there like, nope, this is the perfect one. Slap, slap. He slaps the side of it. A chunk falls off. <laughs> you sure well, about that? Let me just put this back. <laughs> How's Perel dressed? Uh, great question. Yeah. Perel is wearing... <sighs> A really broad-brimmed hat. Yeah, safari hat. Yeah. And he's got a tan linen shirt on, the buttons undone, about to like the middle of his chest. It's really bright. You can see nothing but like very pale skin underneath, Uh, but it's rolled up to his elbows. He's got tight leather pants on. Leather? Yeah. (laughs) Those are not going to breathe at all. It's not about breathing. See, the sheen on the leather reflects the sunlight. Keeping it off of my flesh. It's nope. not science, no. <laughs> no, no. Cows burn. I think I know a little something about science. Thank you very much. Okay, man. We're just trying to help you out. <laughs> well, you know what? If I need your help, I'll ask for it. I realize I have asked for your help. Thank you for helping me. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a real just kind of haversack, rough sack over his shoulder full of sundry items. See? This is the thing is Dirk is always prepared with whatever he needs. I've got candles. I've got things to light candles. I've got replacement wicks. I've got a bag full of wax. I've also got a lantern. I've got caltrops. I've got a collapsible pole. What's a caltrop? A caltrop is like, uh, it's this. And he holds it up. It's like, they look like jacks, basically. Red like jacks? Metal spike jacks. They're good for... um throwing behind you if someone's trying to chase you or for sealing doorways. Did you bring water? I'll be right back. (laughs) He runs away. And as he runs away, you hear the squeaking of the leather pants. (laughs) (laughs) Creak, 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 creak. And he comes back and he's got a jug of water and some food. I should I got food as well. 
Just going to take a minus one to stealth, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think I already have that. <laughs> also, Billy's kind of dressed like a mummy right now. <laughs> yes. You mean dressed like a mummy? Like he's wearing his clothes, but he also got a lot of like linen, like white linen from the librarians. <laughs> Wrapped himself like, in most of his face. Yeah, so it's just his eyes are peeking yeah. out. So he doesn't burn? Yeah. Great. <laughs> and yeah, Perel loads everybody up. I'm going to be piloting this baby. Wait, should Ving? He knows how to sail. Do you know how to drive this thing? I read the manuals. Okay, you know what? Uh, I'll I'll get it out in the open. You take it for a spin. All right. Let's go. <laughs> he, sa- he says that and nothing happens. <laughs> Ving just like slowly sidles in, like, in front of him and takes over the controls. And <laughs> Ving, you take the controls gently from Perel. He slides to the side. Because you know what? You can get us started. You get us out in the desert and then maybe I'll take over. And you slide out of um, the like false wall of um, like a tinker shop that, oh, cool. that works as this sort of part of the motor pool. So this wall swings out and your boat slides out. Wow. And then the wall closes behind you. Yeah. Tuck pushes it out until we get to a place that we can catch wind. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right. I don't know why I think that's cool, but I do. Yeah. Because you have, a, it's like. It, we always p- kind of play it for jokes, but Tuck is like superhumanly strong. Yeah. Like he does the thing. It's kind of like getting a kite going where he like starts running and then jumps on the back. And the whole boat just goes like boom <laughs> as Tuck lands on the back of it. <laughs> and let's take that to be a perilous journey roll. I'm the driver. Uh, so you'd be, so be trailblazer. trailblazer. Yep. You want to be quartermaster? Sure. Mm-hmm. I'll be scout. Cool. So 2d6 plus wisdom. Okay. <laughs> five ah. nine four <laughs> we fucked this up so fucking bad uh, you stay on track for the most part that's the one nice thing is Ving keeps things under control more or less it's just when uh, Perel's driving and we go well, that's the seven to nine <laughs> yeah every once in a while Perel will be like well, I guess I'll just take over here. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> uh, Billy. Yeah. Why does all your food disappear? Weird. Um, <laughs> I didn't think it was this long a journey, so I thought we could just like have lunch and we'd be there by now. <laughs> and um, I was getting hot, so I thought I'd just put some of the water on my clothes to act like, a, like you know, to evaporate my sweat. You put our drinking water on your clothes, buddy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought like maybe we would when we get there, there'd be like a water fountain. There's a whole camel worth of water in that camelback. <laughs> Shit, I'm sorry. Um, and Ving, you're just sailing along, more or less okay. It's taken a little bit uh, to get used to, to sail one of these things. You're used to ice racers, and you were used to ice racers 50 plus years ago. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's been yeah. a while. It's not like riding a bike. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Tuck, you absolutely miss something super dangerous. Mm-hmm. And what is that? Well, Tuck actually did pick up that book because he was like, oh, the way Perel described it, it was cool. So he got really into it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So he was, instead of like looking anywhere, he was reading the book and he was like, fucking Dirk is just, he he just went down like a log flume on top of a log. He surfed the log all the way down the flume. (laughs) And we go off like a big dune. (laughs) Tuck, I told you to look out for dunes. I I am looking out for flumes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, is that, do we think that's what it is? Like Tuck is on the top of the boat reading this book and Ving, you go, you dip off a dune that's way higher than you expected it to be and you go god damn it tuck and then you go off one that's even even deeper than that <laughs> we start picking up speed going so fast going down yeah and uh you um are trying to keep the boat level like you're turning it to dodge these like chunks of rock that are sticking out of the sand mm-hmm. and you tilt it just a little too far and the boat tilts over on its side (laughs) everybody tumbles around in the inside who can say where the wind blows Prell's Prell's mug of coffees flying through the air (laughs) the hula girl falls off the dashboard of the sand boat and the mast snaps oh Oh, no fuck and there's just this yeah huge crash the boat itself 
seems like it's more or less secure, but the mast is fucked. Fuck. And you all pull yourselves out of the wreck. Yeah, Tuck was buried in a sand dune because he was up on top. <laughs> his legs are sticking up out of the sand dune. You can't see his top half. <laughs> his feet are kicking legs. in the air. <laughs> Billy, how's Billy feeling about getting tumbled around in the inside of the boat? He's pissed because all of his like wrappings came undone. <laughs> And he can't put it all back together because the librarian did it for him. <laughs> so he just pulls himself out of this wreck, like trailing a bunch yeah. of bandages. Now what am I going to do? And Perel climbs up out of the hatch as well, falling face first into the sand. Picking up his hat, he puts it on his head and looks around, puts his hands on his hips and goes, oh yeah, I expected this. This is all part of the adventure. And he starts digging around in his bag and he pulls out uh, a compass. Oh, cool. Here we go. Compass. Yeah, compass is way better than a working ship. (laughs) Well, I mean, can can we get the boat flipped over? Oh, yeah, can we? Because Tuck can just pull the boat. Can I do that? (laughs) Yeah, totally. Uh, Defy danger strength to get it flipped over. Okay, yeah, I'll I'll try and push it over. Seven. Seven. Okay, great. Uh, So with much heaving and much grunting... You get the boat tipped back over onto its skis. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it looks like the mast was a pretty rough snap. Fuck. But it's it's completely shorn. Yeah, can we wrap up these lines under my body so I could just pull the boat? Yeah, you're our sail now, buddy. Yeah. You can sail. <laughs> <laughs> do I have to roll for anything? See um, if I'm strong enough to pull it? I think you can do it. You're pretty strong. Okay. But I think what's going to happen is night is going to fall before you get to where you need to go. Oh, no. Not night in the dirt. Yeah. The Alcoli Desert at night. Mm-hmm. So Shit. you're pulling the boat for another couple hours as the sun starts to dip below the horizon oh, and man. starts to get pretty cold. And Tuck starts like pulling harder because he's like, I want to fucking be caught out here by goddamn horse tribes. Are there horse people oh, out here? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> City people are really scared of them because they don't ever see them. And mm-hmm. there's like stories of like caravans just being like fucked up by the horse tribes. Oh, Ooh. So yeah, the sun goes down and the moon comes up. It's a pretty clear night. So there's a lot of light, but uh, it seems in the darkness that the sands stretch on forever. Can I use my binoculars to find like the landmark, like the opening to this? Yeah, mm-hmm. how does yeah. that look? Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah, even a place to like uh, shelter that's not just straight up out in the open would be a benefit. Uh, yeah, so discern realities. Okay. Mm. Uh, ooh, uh, 10. Okay, so nice. you get three questions from discern realities. Okay. Um, what here is not what it appears to be? So you're peering through your, your binoculars looking for any sort of landmark, mm-hmm. and you see what looks to be an outcropping of stone in the distance, like kind of rough, jagged looking stone. And you're like, oh, that could be it. And then the sa- then the stones dip down into the sand out of sight. Like they move? Yeah. Like they're they're sitting above the sand and then they shift and they dive under the sand. Rock does? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, what looked to be rock to Billy? Uh-oh. Billy, you see anything weird? Yeah. Do rocks, do ro- big rocks just move? Do they just go under the sand? Is that normal? And Tuck drops the fucking... He's like, which direction was it? Uh, ahead of us. Tuck starts like, kind of like trying to drag the... Uh, this. You know how it's like, you're trying to... It's really hard to fucking move skis sideways yeah. off the course, but he's like dragging it to a right angle now to try and get away. Oh no, oh no. Uh, okay. What is it? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Tuck? Tuck is just aware that there's stuff that moves under the sand that you don't want to get caught by. Fuck, yeah. I hate this. Okay, so... What here is useful or valuable to me? Um, you see, if you look not in the direction that you saw the rocks, like to your right of where you're standing on the boat, mm-hmm. you see what looks to be the shimmer of light in the distance. Okay. And then what should I be on the lookout for? Yeah. I think as you keep looking through b- your binoculars, you see you're scanning back and forth. Uh-huh. And every once in a while, you see the sand fall into itself. As if something passed underneath it, and it's filling a hole that was left behind. Is it coming towards us? It looks like it's getting closer. And I'm like, Billy, am I pulling in the right direction? Tell me. I and don't. I'm, I don't know. I'm like, pulling. Which which way's the light? Which way's the light? To the right. <laughs> okay. Tuck starts like dragging the the sand boat to the right, and he's gonna try and fucking outrun this thing. Yeah. Two d six plus strength. Fuck thirteen. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
you start fucking moving. Yeah. You feel the whole thing like heave up and over. Yeah. And drop down. And everyone on the boat, once Tuck starts pulling, is like, whoa, <laughs> like he's really running. Yeah. Before, when he was tugging, uh, tugging it before, mm. Ving didn't, he was just like walking around. I took a five minute break to tug it. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> I wasn't tugging it while I was pulling the boat. Before, when he was jacking us off through the desert. Um, Ving was just like walking around and like checking things but now that he's running he has to like whoa he gets back on the stick and he has to like drive it like there's an engine yeah totally you have to you have to help steer it because he's moving so fast yeah cool and um you really fucking run and uh, you get it to like the top of a dune and you realize that if you hop on you'll be able to skate like down this side of this dune at least yeah cool <laughs> yeah um 2d6 plus dexterity i rolled a five <laughs> your plus dexterity is zero oh yeah because you're a big boy well isn't that something wow. just a backflip like, got over covered by how fast he got the <laughs> what if what if i help <laughs> You, you can only give him one. Fuck. Only so one. Poor. Yeah. What if? Can I use escape route for everyone? Yes. Please save me. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Tuck says to Billow. I yeah. think that you still have to mark down the the thing, and it's still that uh, Tuck gets the boat to the top of this dune and tries to jump on it. Like I'm just gonna hop backwards and land on my butt and ride this thing to safety. And instead he hops. <laughs> yeah, he hops and he lands too soon and the thing smashes him in the back and Ow! goes right over him. Oh. So now he's on the sand on his face as the boat <laughs> sails away. But Billy, you see this happening from your vantage. Okay. Um, like, and you're not attached? No, I'm not attached. No. I'm pretty scraped up. But if you do well with the escape route and you tell me what you do, maybe you can save him. All right. I will try escape route. Plus dexterity is really good. Thirteen. Um, I uh, thank goodness my mummy costume became unraveled, <laughs> so I w- w- lassoed it. Yeah, I duck is up and he's starting to ru- run yeah. to try and catch. <laughs> Grab on! And Tuck grabs the mummy costume. <laughs> and Ving grabs Billy. Yeah. As he starts I, just like, whoop, going to the back of the... Start reeling in the, the linen gauze. Yeah. Linen I just start turning bull- Billy around. <laughs> yeah. All right, there we go. Winding him up. Thank and you. Tuck is dragging now because we're going so fast he couldn't keep up. Oh, he's sand skiing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you're getting dragged on your stomach and you're slowly standing up <laughs> yeah. till you're on your feet sailing down this hill. Indiana Jones way better than a lion. Library. <laughs> and Tuck, you like peek behind you and you see this rocky crest like crest the sand before diving back under. Can I spell lore about what that is? Yeah, totally. Hell yeah. 26 plus intelligence. Oh, fuck. Six. Because I have zero intelligence. I can aid. Yeah. There is the creatures like this in the books that I like to read. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You read about one in the pulp novel. Oh, yeah. And I was reading the pulp novel too. Yeah. Six plus my bond is seven. All right, there we go. Seven and seven. So something interesting, but not necessarily useful, which means you'll just learn what it is, but not a way to deal with it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because you read a pulp novel, it's hard to say if any of that shit's true. <laughs> Maybe if you do the thing that they do in the book, which is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> what was the name of the monster that Tuck encountered when he was a kid? It was like it had some sort of grinding mouth, yeah. But it had four legs, and it was really big and stony. Rock monster. It was that could just be like the colloquial term that the kids used for okay. them. But there is a fantasy monster called the Bulette, which is basically a land shark. Like they dig through the ground, and they're predators that track people via vibrations. Okay. So I think that's that's the kind of thing that you're dealing with. It's like a solitary predator that lives under the sands and tracks people that are traveling over the surface. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what this is. Ving goes and starts sh- whittling down uh, and sharpening the mass, the broken mass, making a gigantic Ooh. spear arrow, like ballistic in case we so need it. Cool. Yeah. Cool Huge idea. harpoon. Yeah. Maybe we can attach it to the front. Sick. The light in the distance that Billy saw. Mm-hmm. I myself think that it's a tent. Oh. oh. Okay, it's a tent. Cool. <laughs> You've gotten closer. It's Vong, guys. Oh, <laughs> She's yes. back, finally. We can restock on Hot Pockets after all these years. 
um yeah you see a big like fabric tent um not of any sort of gaudy make like pretty sturdy but up um in the distance on an outcropping like a big table of rock that juts diagonally out of the sand Mm. there's a tent set up on top of it with a little fire going can we use the momentum that we have from skating down the dune to get up to there or do we need uh i mean if someone were able to if you're able to figure out a way to keep pushing yourselves along you could probably get all the way there but it would take some pretty fancy thinking can we abandon is it close enough that we can kind of park the ship Mm. uh yeah it'd be like a mad dash to get to the rock basically Oh, are we safe once we're at the rock? You would guess that if it travels so freely through the sand that it would have a harder time traveling through rock. Yeah. Abandon ship! <laughs> okay. Yeah. And yeah, Perel starts scrambling out of the hatch as well. Yeah, yeah. follow. Cling on to t- Irving. Okay, yeah, I think Billy's probably safe from... Uh, it's going to matter if Ving gets there. And if Ving gets there, Billy will get there too, probably. Great, yeah. I'm going to use light as a feather to run as lightly so it doesn't attract it because I have Billy and I want to keep him safe. Perfect. So... 2d6 plus dex for light as a feather. That is seven. Okay, perfect. I think it's the sort of thing where you start running, Billy's on your back, grasping on, legs kicking out behind, Mm -hmm. and this beast bursts out of the sand underneath the boat, and its huge grinding maw just chomps onto the boat and shreds it from underneath. Fuck, what does it look like under the, the sand? It's like a cone almost. The front is really wide and then it tapers back to this like really kind of lean, craggy body with these segments. Kind of like a leech almost? Kind of like a leech, but then four thick, super powerful legs. Whoa. (laughs) And little weird scales all along the legs that also move to help it move forward. Oh, like cilia? And then maybe it's like toes are like webbed to like help it swim? It's like it grinds through the sand underneath and yeah. it kicks its legs to move really quickly. Gross. Yeah, so it destroys the boat and then lands on its huge legs and starts looking around through these tiny beady little eyes that you see on top of its oh, head. Fuck, it can run above too? <laughs> but you notice that if it, when it tries to move above, it's like really kind of waddly. Like, like it's a, just sinking into the sand? Yeah, and it moves like a crocodile. Like it's got mm. these real uh. wide moving legs that mean that it's not super fast above wow, ground. I hate this thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's coming for you. It's coming for you, Tuck. What do you do? I... I get I, like Perel when he saw Billy jump on Ving's back, he jumped on my back, and I'm like, God, <laughs> fucking damn it, man! Go, Tuck, go! This is not what Dirk Adventureman would do. Save yourself. <laughs> the guy's name is Dirk Adventureman, Dirk, by the way. <laughs> Dirk Adventureman. <laughs> go, t- go, Tuck, save yourself. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Save yourself and by extension me. Uh, so I'm gonna try and run as hard as possible. Come on, with my fat thighs. <laughs> yeah. So two d six plus strength is what you're telling me. Yes. Yeah. Seven. Oh, okay. You haul ass, utilizing all the power of your mighty thews to uh, run towards the rock. Yeah. You see Ving like bolt ahead of you billy flapping from his back like a little neckerchief god Ving is so fast now it's crazy <laughs> he's on the back of the the spike that the mast like a little hobo sack yeah. on the of it. like a bindle uh, like a bindle I absolutely am little billy bindle hang on tight buddy <laughs> i am and you make it to this rock outcropping you hop up on top Tuck, you scramble up, pulling your enormous bulk get, over the edge. Get me, get <laughs> Fuck. And Perel's not holding on tight, so it's like he's kind of flopping all <laughs> over the place for some reason. And I look back and I realize it's because he's trying to treat me like a horse and do the thing where when you gallop, you go up and down and up and down. <laughs> so try to and match and down. your cadence. <laughs> <laughs> And you get him up there eventually to, through no help of him. <laughs> and he, you, when you get to the top, he's standing over top of you. I'm lying down. Oh, my God. And he says, good job, Tuck. I was worried about you there for a moment, <laughs> but I knew that you could pull through. I hate you so much right now. And he runs his fingers along the tip of his hat and looks into the distance. <laughs> But if you look behind you, this huge fucking gross monster, this rock eater, is um, padding along around the edge of the rock, but it doesn't seem like it can get up or it doesn't want to risk leaving the sand. 
So it sniffs around for a little bit and then it turns around really slowly and uh, dips its head back under the sand and disappears. Bink throws the spear where he last saw it. (laughs) Yeah. And looks at everyone like, yeah. (laughs) You better run. Yeah. Got him. Almost got him. Yeah, Yeah. you did. I heard him scream. Yeah, they have a... (laughs) He smacks my hand back down into the sand. I'm so tired. <laughs> and yeah, you see this uh, tent set up at the top of this outcropping. All right, I walk up to the tent. There's nobody there. What? It's uh, empty. There's a fire, though? There is a fire. <gasps> Hello? Hello? Discern realities. Yeah, discern realities. Six plus realities? Wisdom. <laughs> Seven. Wisdom, yeah. You get one question. What happened here recently? Uh, okay, so you look around and you find a bunch of like cushions on the ground inside the tent. There is a fire that seems to just be burning. You realize you don't smell any smoke and you don't see any like fuel in the fire, but it's just crackle, crackle. What? That was a terrible fire sound that I was trying to make. Crackle, crackle. Sounds like a bowl of snap, crackle, pop. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a bowl of rice krispies. <laughs> and um, yeah, there's the tent and a bunch of cushions on the ground. It looks like somebody was staying here, lit the fire, was relaxing, but then you can see footprints traveling off in the direction that you were going. Oh. So there's somebody else out here, and they might be going in the same direction that you're going. So that's what you find. You've got this empty tent with some accoutrement of some sort of desert traveler, a fire that seems unusual in some way, and footsteps heading off into the desert. Can we spout lore about the fire? Absolutely, you can. 2d6 plus intelligence. Does anyone here have intelligence at all? Who should be doing this? Zero. None of us. None of us ever will ever have intelligence. Wow, five. (laughs) Mark a point of experience. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So I think that when you fail a spout lore like that, when you're looking at a thing, it doesn't mean that the thing stops existing. (laughs) So I'm still going to describe this thing to you. It's just that it's absolutely foreign. Mm -hmm. So you're look, you see the fire crackling away while you're um, digging around in this tent, but then you look back and you realize there's no wood, there's no stones, there's no nothing. It's just a low brass dish sitting on the rock covered in symbols of some kind. And if you look at the flame, the flame goes to just above the surface of the dish and then there's a gap. So it's just this flame hanging above the surface of this brass dish. Seems like some kind of illusion. Tuck's going to touch it to find out. (laughs) Uh, You burn yourself. Okay. (laughs) Do I take damage? No. The actual, the dish is cool. Oh. Yeah, it's cool to the touch. Is the fire cool to the touch? Tuck tastes the fire to find out. (laughs) (laughs) He bites the fire. (laughs) Yeah, if you try and touch the fire, you fucking burn yourself. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> How many damage does this fire give me? D6. Roll a D6. One. You take one damage. I have one armor. You're fine. <laughs> but you go, ow, fuck. <laughs> it's real fire. There's just this metal dish that has a fire burning in it with no fuel. All right. I guess we can stay here for the night. Sure. Yeah. Great. Except you guys don't have any food. That's something to consider. So the next day you will be hungry for sure. What if I... um. Uh, magic some food out. How? Switcheroo or whatever Whatever I did with the, when I turned all those things into mm. breadsticks at the like weird ocean town. Yeah, right. Yeah, if you can tell me what you're turning into food. Um, some, a pile of sand. <laughs> okay. I grab some handfuls of sand and I bring it up to the rock. Mm-hmm. where we're on and I start like mixing it around <laughs> you're playing kitchen yeah. yeah don't worry guys some some stuff coming right up yeah do to do Vig and Tuck know that this is how Billy does magic so we're playing along yeah. mm-hmm. hey what? can you pass me the water oh yeah for sure Thank hand you. him some more sand <laughs> <laughs> stirring Billy do you mm. need any of these spices I do Um, I need some pepper and I I pile a small pile of sand in front of him. I need salt. There's another small pile of sand. And I need paprika. And I put an actual little bottle of paprika because I had that with me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that oh. smells delicious, Bilbo. Thank you. <laughs> Nine. Oh, eight. Okay. Well, we are eighty. Yeah. yeah. Five. 
All right. <laughs> but um, yeah, so what does Billy make out of this sand? I was trying to make shepherd's pie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing a bunch of stirring and it does start forming into like beef, vegetables, mashed potatoes, but it's just on this rock. <laughs> Loose. <laughs> oh, I forgot to put it in a bowl first, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just a loose mash of shepherd's pie on the rock, but it smells pretty good. Huh. Help yourselves. I will take this half. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Pirelli eats a little bit and it tastes kind of off. What? Not in a bad, not in a like, we're poisoned, but it's like, uh, this is beef, but it tastes like cheese or something, you know, like you just kind of fucked up the flavor, oh, okay. but you're satisfied. Thanks, Billy. This is great. And Tuck is eating a handful of shepherd's pie. <laughs> this is standard for Tuck. If in pie situations, he'll scoop the middle out and walk away from the buffet table. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and unless you have any plans for the evening, like the night can pass. There's really no one here that flabbergasts me. I know. Is there anything else we can do that's not to spell lore on the specific tent that may tell us something about who was here? Can we read the stars and will they tell us where to go? Is there anything that uh, the the patterning on the pillows or the carpets? What about lunar moths? Yeah, what about the lunar <gasps> moths? The lunar moths live in McCall. But you can talk to shit and yeah. ask it what was here. Oh, like you can fire. talk to the elements. Yes, you can talk to the elements. That is an option. Sup, Rock? What's up? Oh, just chilling. Anya? You? Just chilling. Under you? Cool. Nature of a rock is to chill, bro. You know it. Sup? And he... Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and you feel it returned. We need Ving, to Ving, explain this. Thing punches the ground. <laughs> pound rock. Rock pound the ground. Yeah, and you feel it return the gesture somehow. Ooh, strong big boy. Oh, you know how it is, man. Just a uh, greater piece of the mantle of the earth. Well, you're from the mantle? Yeah, you know, I grew up in the mantle, and I thought when I'd, you know, I became a certain number of eons old that I'd maybe branch out, try and do my own thing, thought I would become an outcropping. It's going pretty good, as you can tell. Damn, looking good. Straight <laughs> through the crust. Yeah, bro. What's going on? Whose tent is this? You have any idea? Uh, I didn't, I didn't catch a name. You know, not many people can uh, talk to me, but um, they're pretty cool. They're chill. They were alone. It was one entity. When was the last time they were here? Oh, wow. You are asking the wrong igneous formation, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I don't even, how do you judge time passing? I mean, yeah, I guess relative to my life, so pretty... Pretty quick compared to yours. Yeah. Like, uh, I could tell you, for instance, just earlier, just a little bit ago, uh, this desert formed. So I don't think I can help you with like minute calculations. I have an extensive vocabulary for a piece of fucking rock, <laughs> but, uh, even I can't help you with that. You know, shit, bro. <laughs> That's fucking Good rock joke. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if you want to know anything with more detail. Hey, uh, you know anything about this? I'm going to stop you right there, bro. Yeah. I'm going to need you to roll some fucking dice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Sick. So you can't just ask me any question you want. It's got to be something in it for me, I guess. What do you want? What do you, what's, what's going on? What do you miss about being in the, the mantle? Oh. Hey, what was your favorite part? Warmth? Oh, pressure? Oh, yeah, man. Some warmth, some pressure, just nothing like getting squeezed on all sides, you know? <laughs> just absolutely crushed, bro. <laughs> uh, that's really cute. Hey. You oh, know man, I'm fracturing just thinking about it. <laughs> all right, man. Easy, easy. That's you hear a deep intake of breath. <laughs> I just want to say, I... I I don't know if you can tell, but I'm not like other people. Yeah, I um, 
can tell. You're communicating with me via vibrations through your bones, bro. <laughs> That's fucking weird. <laughs> but I'm into it. You know what else is weird and you might be into? I can give you a good squeeze. I can make you feel that pressure again. I just want to know more about this person who's here. If mm. you tell me more, I can give you a good squeeze. Word. All right. Sweet. Plus uh, charisma, bro. That's eight. Ooh. All right. Well, uh, let me just think about how to describe a thing that's not like useful, but is interesting to you. Um, something I noticed based on the other beings that have uh, crossed my smooth yet rough exterior in the past is that this thing, two legs, does that sound familiar? Yeah. Dose. Two legs. Uno dos legs. <laughs> Uno dos legs. And also, you guys usually, you all usually at some point like jam a bunch of stuff in your mouth. It's like, yeah, I just saw you do it. You crammed a bunch of shit in your face. <laughs> the four of you on top of me right now, you like yes. took some stuff, yeah. mixed it with some other stuff, jammed it up in there, and seemed like happy with that. Yeah, generally, yeah. <laughs> this one did not do that. None hmm. of it. So, I don't know. Is that a detail that is surprising? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. Unless, you know, maybe they're an elf or a druid. Could be. I don't know huh. what you're saying. <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> those words. Well, I'm an elf druid who doesn't have to put stuff in my mouth either. No, not like you. Oh. Kind of. You, you like know. two legs. Yeah, Does two legs. Does a little legs. tap. Cha -cha -cha. The other ones on the side also. Oh. Yeah. Two more legs. Oh, like a centaur. Like this, uh, he gets down on all, all fours. No, 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 no. Like the way you were. The up, the up legs. The legs you grab with. <laughs> oh, my arms. Yeah, arms. Yeah. Also arms it had. Ving is embarrassed. <laughs> I'm sorry. Of course, arms. Hey, don't be embarrassed. I am. A rock. I yeah. know. <laughs> I got nothing going on. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, that's all I got for you now. Thanks, man. No problem. Here's a squeeze. I guess, do I have to do elemental mastery to squeeze I mean, you kind of set up that that's what you'd be doing. Oh, yeah. all right. So 2d6 plus whatever, constitution. Constitution. Wait, can we just hug him? Do we have to... It's a rock, man. You think a hug's going to have enough pressure? I mean, depends how much love you put into it, I guess. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, Paul set up that he would be doing something special, so... Fuck. I can love inside this rock, though. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah seven all right the uh effect i desire comes to pass all right what does this look like uh he he lies down on the ground starfish and uh just starts like sorry guys i just i gotta do this okay man we trust you do your thing i'm and I guess the the whole time I've been just reading the book, I also chastised uh, Perel a bit because he had hamburger helper in his pockets that he didn't tell us about. <laughs> I'm also, I'm screaming at Perel. Okay, look, it was just loose in my pouches. I did not think that that's something that you'd be interested in. We were fucking starving, dude. Starving? Starving, Tacoma? I just ate sand shepherd's pie, man. Hey, now, I, t I tried my best. It was good, Billy. No, it it was good. No, it wasn't. Look Don't at what you me. did, man. Uh, all right, you all right, made okay. Billy cry. Okay, you want it? Here. And he starts pulling hamburger helper out of his pockets and throwing it on the ground. I want it now. <laughs> well, now nobody gets to have it because it's on the sand. <laughs> and the, the rock starts like, vibrating and creaking and jiggling. And you look over at Ving and he's just starfished on the just ground. Like, he's got like his arms <laughs> around the base of it like... That's tracks. <laughs> yeah. And you feel the rock that you're on rumble start to rumble and then you hear a great rumbling out in the desert. And in the distance, you see a dune start to sink Whoa. and level out. Whoa. Oh, that's probably okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the rock's like, oh, 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 oh yeah. Ew. <laughs> Wait, did that rock just come? <laughs> did he, a little bit of magma just came out. <laughs> that was what I, that was what I needed. Did Ving just fuck this rock? <laughs> did Ving 
Tra- trade a sexual favor with a piece of rock no. for what was effectively a useless piece of information. The sand <laughs> thing was related, but not in that way. Ving is rock hard. <laughs> That's not. Well, we'll just put. Well, don't worry. We'll put an NC seventeen at the top of this episode. We'll be good to go. Uh, no, that was not a sexual favor. It was a rock favor. Rocks don't have sex. They just fuck. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah. Um, somebody was here. They don't eat. They have wandered off in the desert. And they're bipedal. And they yep. have arms. Yep, um, two arms. Druidy. Two arms, two yeah. legs, not eating. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like an elf druid. But he says, not like me. Mm-hmm. So, But kind of like you. So yeah. probably maybe a full elf druid. Cool. Mm. So yeah, you go to sleep. Perel falls asleep like instantly. He puts his stupid hat over his face and tries to orient his sleeping body so that he looks like he's a real cool guy casually sleeping in the field. Like he's got his hat over his face. Yeah. He's got his hands crossed behind his head and his legs kicked out and his ankles crossed. (laughs) And eventually he falls asleep and then he just immediately curls up into the fetal position. (laughs) And then, yeah, the morning comes. The sun rises and within... Like 20 minutes of the sun coming up. It's so fucking hot. (laughs) Billy's ready to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's boiling hot. Maybe we should start heading to that fucking gulch. Yeah. Cavern? Canyon. Canyon. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, guys. I am that fucking shepherd's pie. There's something weird about it. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, now that I think about it, if you asked me to explain the difference between a gulch and a canyon, I don't think I could. Hmm. Gulches are wet. Really? I mean, anonymatopoeia it <laughs> leads me to believe that. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like it would be wet. <laughs> Gulch. Uh, okay, give me another t- undertake a perilous journey. I'll I'll be quartermaster. Okay. Um. If you want. Yes. I will be the scout this time. All right. I'll trailblaze. Thirty-six plus wisdom. Phew. I got a shittier roll. I got eleven. I got eleven. I got three. Oh, no. So the scout, again, does poorly. It's uh, too bright. Like, you know, that's... Oh, you have light sight, though. I have light sight, yeah, so that doesn't work. Oh, right. We determined that Ving sees better in bright light. Yeah. Mm. That's so silly. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Um, Billy, I guess because you were embarrassed about fucking up the food the day before, you're being very cautious with the water. Yeah, in fact, I'm not letting anyone have water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Perel's like uh, Billy I'm getting kind of thirsty could I have a little bit of no only if you really need it I do no alright so if I really need it I can't have it then you can have it when it's when you're like when you really need it like when I'm dying yes it's the only time <laughs> look I'm parched too but like I gotta be responsible I have to think of my family <laughs> alright whatever Um, and like it's easier walking through the sand with tuck because if you have trouble like if you start skidding he just picks you up and pushes you forward yeah but ving you overlook something dangerous mm. what is it is a rock crab <laughs> <laughs> they're everywhere <laughs> all environs <laughs> rock scorpion <gasps> a porn scorpion it's a porn scorpion it's guys. a porn scorpion hive oh my god uh yeah, we walk right. right over a massive hive. I guess it has to be a porn scorpion because you're all bought in already. Uh so I think like yeah, Ving, you're looking around and you're like, man, I love having light sight. I can see anything out here. I'm and you put your foot like right into a hole in the sand that you didn't see, and you feel a sharp sting right in your leg. No, 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 no. I look into the nest. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you see what is, what do they look like? They just look like regular scorpions, but in their nest, they usually have like some pornographic nope, pictures absolutely that they're not. holding, no, 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 they're no, no, holding no, no, no. up to show you. Remember, <laughs> I retconned this aggressively. No, it's, it, it's canon. It's in the episode. I want, okay. I look, I love you, my friend, Abdul Aziz. That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It's impossible for me to justify that scorpions dragged magazines out into an inhospitable desert. <laughs> Do you really want it to be that? Maybe they carved their own out of sandstone. 
in relief. Are they sentient beings? Would you rather it be that, Sean? Would uh-huh. you rather it be that or Which that one? they found some in a stump in the woods? <laughs> Does it not make sense that the scorpion's venom is an aphrodisiac? Well, both. It's both. Oh my God, it's definitely just an aphrodisiac. <laughs> Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> I mean, I really want the porn there, but I also know people would have like a bad time if Bill was looking at porn. It's not even that. It's that it is impossible for me to reconcile in my mind why there is pornography oh, okay, here. So I'm it- sorry, Sean. Sand shark and floating fire. That's right. Don't we live in a fantasy yeah. world? If Bro the, rock talk. If the sand, sh- if I said the sand shark came ripping over the dunes on a dirt bike, <laughs> I would understand your ups, your okay. anger at me. So th- it, it makes you so horny that you start seeing sexy <laughs> shapes and everything. You look at a I tree like, and you're like, that is a fucking orgy of leaf people. I like that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that rock is definitely looking like boobs or a dick or whatever you're into. <laughs> <laughs> It makes you see pornography, like pornographic images everywhere. And maybe that's why Tuck thought that the that the <laughs> scorpion, uh, yes. when he got stung by it, was holding up porn because it was. I think it just had its claws in the air, and it was. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. "Oh my god, there's magazines everywhere! Magazines everywhere! Yeah, I have to get to some cold spaghetti." <laughs> Sometimes in the woods, you'll find a bag of old porn scorpions. <laughs> can- kids will go out there to sting themselves okay. and then look at shit. Okay. I feel bad. There can be porn magazines in here if you really want there to be. It's just so hard for me to justify. No, I'm fine with what I think suggested. It's w- it keeps it canonical. That it makes you see pornography porn. when porn. you get stung? Yeah. All right. Because you get so horny. There's just mirages of porn. Yeah. Ding sees a big beautiful breast on the top of Perel's head <laughs> wow his hat turns into a breast yeah you keep yeah you so you feel this sting and you pull it out and there's like a tiny little black scorpion on your leg shit guys do you recognize it right away tuck does okay yeah those are porn scorpions get your foot out of that man <laughs> And you turn around because you're like, I can't look at my family right now. I'm too ashamed. <laughs> but then in the distance, over the crest of a dune nearby, Ooh. you see an elf come over the horizon <laughs> with a head of curly blonde hair and lipstick on <laughs> and a red sequin dress <laughs> and a thick handlebar mustache. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And you hear on the wind, yoo-hoo. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> and you feel your eyes go, awooga. <laughs> <laughs> Out of just your head. for a second, shape shifts into a wolf. <laughs> yeah, you slap on the table that you're on. Your dicky rolls up in your face. My dicky rolls right up. No, his te- no on his tuxedo. No, on his tuxedo. Billy, I mean. don't look. His dicky's <laughs> rolled up. I mean, on it's his tuxedo. We all knew that I meant that. We all knew that I meant up that. my body. Uh, and you feel yourself inexorably drawn to this dune walking towards it no tuck is trying to grab him to suck the venom out (laughs) and yeah ving's trying to get away right now yeah so can i roll yeah 2d6 plus what i guess it would be dexterity to grab him yeah because he's trying to wiggle out yeah i guess that's true yeah yep 2d6 plus dexterity nine perel help me Billy's going to help, but I'm doing it with my eyes closed because you said look away, Billy. Okay. 2d6 plus bond. Fuck. Okay. Because his eyes are closed, <laughs> I got three. It doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. You got snake eyes. Yeah. So Billy forgot to open his eyes when... when, when <laughs> help. <laughs> Tuck yelled help. So I grabbed Perel instead. I'm like, no. Stop doing what you're doing. We're gonna we're gonna suck the poison out of you. <laughs> you just start biting Perel's yeah. leg. <laughs> yeah, mark a point of experience. Okay, and Perel's like, Billy, no, get off me. <laughs> you can't trick me. <laughs> Starts sucking on his ankle. Yeah. Billy, cut ow. Billy, God, fuck. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Tuck, you still have Ving in your arms, but um, let me at her. Let me at her. What's the seven and nine? I I don't know. I don't necessarily want it to be that you get stung as well because it's just that's so much horniness. <laughs> okay. I think it's that Ving starts kicking so hard being like, let me, let me out of here that you can either let him go or take Ving's damage. Oh, I'll take Ving's damage. All right. Tuck roll Ving's damage, which is what? D6? D6. Three. Yeah. Ving whips his head back and slams it right into your nose and you feel a tiny little crunch. Oh, fuck. 
and I hold him down, and I yes, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, stop it, oh, dude. No. Our kid is here. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to fight it, and I I put my lips on his the wound, and I suck the venom out. All right, Constitution. 2D6 no, not plus, there. Two d six plus Constitution. Quick, please. Ten. Okay, great. And you you suck mightily. Ew. <laughs> I suck so hard. <laughs> and you feel a bunch of uh, blood in your mouth, and you spit it to the side, and you get the idea that you got a good amount of the venom. Ving. Like about this much. <laughs> blood in your mouth. About eight inches of blood. <laughs> and Ving, you're kicking. Tuck's holding you down. You're looking at the sky, and boy, those clouds look pretty hot. <laughs> Holy moly. And then... Oh, wait, no, those are just clouds. Those are just clouds for sure. I was this close. To finishing? (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. I'm so sorry. Sorry, that was crazy. They should sell that shit in bars. (laughs) They do. Oh, what? It's called Spanish Scorpion. Oh, damn. And Tuck's bleeding out of his nose. I'm sorry, man. I'm really sorry. You know I didn't have any control. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Can you put some poultices up there? And you turn around and Billy is attached to Perel's leg and he's kicking Perel is kicking around like <laughs> Billy is a raccoon that's a that's a bitten onto his ankle. He's <laughs> like, Billy, no, get off me. Uh and I assume eventually Billy realizes the problem. Yeah, I'm I apologize profusely. All right. I'm so sorry. No, it's fine. You have this, really smooth legs. It's hard you. to tell. I shaved them before we left. Why? <laughs> aerodynamic but you're wearing leather pants i'm aware Ew. <laughs> and uh you continue <laughs> through the desert and uh you know like it sucks out here for sure it's really warm the sun's beating down with every passing minute perel's pants are getting louder it's yeah fucking crazy and he's starting to get pretty red like he's sweating so much and he's got his legs really wide while he's walking <laughs> oh the boils it's like I really should have greased these things or something. Carl, you can just take them off. No one's going to judge you for your bad choices. I have a little bit more dignity than walking through the desert without pants, Billy. Smash cut to Perel has cut the legs off of his shorts up to his groin. <laughs> oh, he made chaps? <laughs> no, he's got a leather diaper on, basically. <laughs> the rest of his legs are bare. Nice. Uh, Ving takes the other ones as chaps. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Sweet. Uh, and yeah, it's the sun's beating down. Perel feels a little bit better now. Billy's being a real miser with the water. Uh, but about half a day passes and, uh, you're all just a little bit burnt, but you see a rock formation rising out of the sand ahead of you. The walls go up high on either side, about 60, 70 feet, a tumble of like red brown stone coming out of the yellow sand. The wind is picking up around here and it whistles through the canyon in a haunting manner. Ooh. Whoa, Roger Canyon. (laughs) That's not what it sounds like. That's Perel standing behind you. (laughs) Jeez, Perel, stop it. Knock it off. No, this is a a momentous moment. (laughs) We've arrived at the location of our first adventure. You realize as he says this that you've been adventuring with Perel for yeah. over a year. <laughs> <laughs> and he strides forward, his leather diaper creaking in the wind. <laughs> his legs are so pimpled. The wind. You can see his underwear sticking out under the diaper. Yep. So here it is. Sand Eater Canyon. Somewhere within, perhaps, we will find the tomb within which, the entrance to which we will find. What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Pearl, do you want some water? I would love some small dog. Let's all have some water. And you guys drink some water staring up at this canyon. What now, my compatriots? What's it look like here? We discern realities? Yeah, Yeah, totally. Discern realities. Cool canyon. Looks so deep. 2d6 plus wisdom. Nice. 10. Okay, great. Three questions from discern realities. Uh, What's about to happen? Okay. Interesting. You get to the mouth of this canyon and the sand is getting firmer because now it's mixed with like stone. 
It's got a little bit of a rock bed. There's parts jutting up. And you see footprints in the sand entering the canyon that are similar to, if not identical to, the footprints that you saw at the tent the other day. Hmm. What here is not what it appears to be. You're walking around and you see, you hear some sounds above the canyon, below, and you're like, well, you know what we never thought of is why this place is called Sand Eater Canyon. And, um, Tuck, you hear a sound that you know very well, and actually all of you know very well following the battle at Elaine Springs. Sand Eater Canyon very likely refers to the sandworms that come to this canyon to mate. Uh oh. So oh, it's God. rutting season. <laughs> <laughs> and what sound do sandworms make? I I don't know. I think I feel like it's like whales. Yeah. Oh, like ooh. Yeah. Yeah, so you start hearing worm song on the wind. Oh, worm song. I haven't heard this since I was a kid. Aw. So what's, gonna, what's about to happen is that uh, there's going to be a lot of worms around. So at some point in the day, you're going to start seeing worms because it feels to you, Ving, like this is sort of mating season in the desert. You can smell worms fucking on the air. <laughs> <laughs> worm pheromones. This gulch is really wet with worms. <laughs> Yeah, there's like worm goo on the rocks. <laughs> oh yeah, there's like strips of like fluorescent sand. Billy's oh, touching yeah. it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And when Billy touches it, it lights up along his finger trail. Ooh. Billy, don't touch that. What? Okay. It's <laughs> it's worm shit, Billy. We've talked about this. <laughs> it's beautiful. Uh the last one, uh what here is not what it appears to be. Okay. So you are looking around the canyon for a while. And uh, after, you know, like an hour and a bit of investigating this canyon thing, you climb up this jumble of stones that looks like it's crumbled off the edge of the canyon above you. And you find what looks to be still made of the same stone, but like it was carved a long time ago. Like the sand and the sun and the wind has since eroded it. But you see very faintly in this piece of rock in this jumble of greater stones, what looks to be the symbol of an eye. Check this out, guys. Oh, shit. Oh. It looks like the eye on the, on the coin. And Perel pushes you both out of the way. It looks like the eye on the coin. Oh, my God, Perel. <laughs> I found it. The entrance to the ancient tunnels. <laughs> You're being a bit of a dick adventureman. <laughs> it's dark adventure. I see, I see what you did. I see what you did. So... He drops out of the Dirk Adventurman thing. Ah, uh, what do we do? What do we do? Um, is there an entrance? Uh, and he's like jamming his face into the rocks. He's like, maybe in here. You can smell uh, the, the, the air is different. Dank wind. Can I um, mm -hmm. either discern realities or like trap expert to see if there's an entrance? Discern realities. Yeah. Cool. Please. Seven. Okay, great. So you get one one question. Okay. What here is not what it appears to be. The pile of stones that you're on, you do see that it's like there are gaps, like it's sitting over top of something. And a stone that is about two to three times the size of you, Billy, appears to recently, based on the scuffs around the edges, been moved out of place and then put back. And you would guess based on your thiefness and like like figuring out small details in your environment this was moved within the last few hours Ooh, guys Ooh. look here whoa i can move i can move this out of the way i think yeah 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 and the stone itself you would have no trouble moving mm -hmm. because it's so small but i am still gonna make you roll to find in your strength because who knows maybe you collapse something yeah totally 2d6 plus strength uh 12 <laughs> I guess you do not collapse something. You move that rock out of the way, no problem, making a space big enough for Billy to squeeze in. Perel can crawl through. Ving, you can even make your way through. And you're able to, because of your caution, shockingly, you're kind of cautious in this situation. You move a couple more aside, so you're able to squeeze in as well. Cool. And yeah, you cram yourselves into the crevices in these rocks. I hand Billy and Tuck one of the torches. Ooh. So we all have a torch. Oh, yeah, yeah. the sunstones. Sunstone oh, torch. Sunstone. Oh, sick. Yeah. Sick. I'm going to trap expert. Yes, trap expert would be wonderful. 
Holy oh. shit. Man. 12. All right. So, yeah, you get three hold for Trap Expert. Sweet. So, Billy uh, holds up the sunstone uh, all around the entrance. And um, so, I'm looking, is there a trap here? And if so, what activates it? The trap appears to be, like, you're looking at, you dig yourself into this crevasse. Crevasse. I love it. And um, the way that the rocks have settled themselves obscures from the outside, but becomes clearer once you're inside with the sunstone that this is actually the remains of a doorway that was carved into the stone. You see in the rock shattered sections of what looked like panels that covered ancient mechanisms. And you realize that the mechanisms themselves were secure for a very long time, but for some reason recently have been disturbed to the point where if you pass through this doorway and even make the smallest mistake, this ancient section of a shattered stone door is going to come crashing down on all of you. Oh, fuck. Okay, so we got to step lightly, you guys. Uh, What else is hidden here? So what you see that is hidden here is uh, in what would be like the jam of the door, like the outside edge of it, if you were to approach it when it was constructed, you see a small circular outline set into the stone and within it, a black obsidian coin with the symbol of an eye carved on its surface. Oh, entrance tokens. And whoever entered this place, whoever left the footsteps at the camp and in the canyon had one of these coins as well. So that coin is left by that person? Yep. Is it Allison? That's where we're going to end it for this week, folks. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. Joining me as always, playing Ving the Half-Elf Druid, Paul Oppers. Bye, guys. Playing Tacoma Dome, the Barbarian, Abdulaziz. So long. And playing Fat Billy the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. See you. Thanks to Aaron Reed for our intro and outro music. And thank you to all of our amazing supporters. Uh, and you can support us on the internet at Spelt Lore most places, including patreon.com slash Spelt Lore, where you can gain access to exclusive bonus material, a total full-on side campaign in World of Blades called Spoutmore Mallbrats, exclusive merchandise, Discord access, and more. And if you don't donate, but you still want to be part of the community, join the Discord. There's a link to it on our website, and there's a link in the show notes, too. And if you like the show, feel free to drop us a review on iTunes. Catch you next time. Bye-bye. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For times abreast in revelry And though our journey may be like a conclusion We will not leave you without a resolution next week to hear some more whilst you commute or do your chores